Hello, welcome to Bid Foods Talking Food podcast. I'm Joe Anglis and I'm back in the hot seat hosting again. As you may have heard in the last episode, Catherine Hinchcliffe did a wonderful job hosting one all to do with Brexit, so make sure you check that out. Now, turning our attention to this episode, it's that time of year again where we start to talk about what's next for the year ahead. I'm sure we can all agree that everyone is pretty done with 2020 and looking forward to getting it over and done with. So let's look forward to an exciting and prosperous 2021. To help with that, every year our Insights team collaborate with a number of Insight agencies to look at what the key trends will be. We have loads of tools available on this, including recipes and a trends bible that breaks down the key trends into more detail. For this year, we've decided to do an episode for each macro trend to deep dive into what they will all mean for food service. As you'll see from this podcast title, we're starting with the trend, Little Luxuries. I'm going to be joined by Georgina Trinaman and Gemma Benford for this one, the stars of our recent Bid Food Kitchen live webinars, and also teammates of mine in our custom marketing team. So let's get it started. Joining me now to discuss Little Luxuries are both Gemma. Hi, Joe. And Georgina. Hi, Joe. So, Georgina, since this is your first time featuring on our podcast, can you let everyone know what your role is at Bid Food? Absolutely. Um, I work in customer marketing. Um, I'm a customer marketing executive at Bid Food, um, and I look after the universities and school sectors. Um, and I've been at Bid Food for just under two years now. And hello, Gemma. Welcome back to the podcast. Are you joining us again from your kitchen? Thanks for having me on the podcast again. Uh, no, Joe, I've moved. I'm now in my lounge. So, Georgina, can you give us an introduction, an overview of what Little Luxuries is about? Little Luxuries um, is one of our main trends, um, and it's all about the consumer elevating their everyday experiences. So um, these are just about adding those kind of little touches of luxury throughout every day, um, and it's built on four subtrends. Um, so the first subtrend is touches of luxury. So these are things like gold leaf on your croissants or the coffee that you grab in the morning. Visual, uh, this is all about consumers having more time to spend in their homes um, and really documenting and getting out to the world what they've been doing with their time. Um, it's that kind of, if you didn't Instagram it, did it really happen uh, type uh, trend. Then we've got alcohol rethink. Um, this is all about not necessarily no alcohol or low alcohol, but it's all about less is better. So it's more premium quality um, alcohol. And the final one is all about artisan. So that's all about um, consumers appreciating the skill that goes into cooking. So things like pickling and preserving. So Gemma, with that in mind, there's been a lot of coverage recently around needing to look after ourselves, eat well, etc. This trend looks like it could contradict that as it has a focus on indulgence. How do you think the two could work together? Yeah, so I think it depends on how you look at indulgence. So yes, we're all spending more time at home. We've just got more time on our hands. And I think that we are looking to reward ourselves with those little treats, those little pick-me-ups, whether that's um, a bar of chocolate or a biscuit in the afternoon with a cup of coffee, or um, maybe a dessert during the week if you wouldn't have normally had a dessert. So yeah, those occasions are um, more unhealthy. But I think also that luxury can also mean better quality and better quality doesn't have to be about unhealthiness. So better quality can be 
about the um, provenance of ingredients. It could be about the cooking method. Um, and I think we're seeing a lot of growth in artisan cooking methods at the moment. Um, I think it could also mean about just taking a bit more time to spend, um, taking a bit more time investing in cooking, investing in cooking something from scratch. So that could be something like cooking a bowl of ramen, but really going all the way back to the start and making the bone broth from scratch. So I think it's, I think it is about luxury and indulgence but it's also about luxury and quality. And that quality part can mean healthier as well. Obviously, social media plays a large role in people publicising these dishes that are colourful, innovative. Um, what's the appeal for consumers, Georgina, to take photos? And how interested do you think their audience are in seeing them? Yeah, I think the appeal of um, taking photos has really grown. Um, we know the likes of Instagram, etc. One of their biggest hits is is food, um, and I think it's just a culture that we live in now, where especially the younger generations um, they put their whole lives on these platforms, and um, I think there's a real appetite in seeing what people can can come up with creatively, um, and I think food in itself it's something that everyone can relate to um everyone can see a picture and think wow that looks really delicious um and it's there's there's always a beauty in food um so i think um it's definitely something that appeals massively to consumers so Gemma, um which food or drink gives you the biggest pick me up well joe i think it, as you know i literally can't start my day without a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah I'm in a pretty bad mood until I've had my coffee in the morning but but that's that's not necessarily a new thing for me I think what I am doing at the moment is I'm seeing going out to grab a cup of coffee as a treat so I have invested in some better coffee for at home um just so that you know I can make sure that I'm starting every morning with my uh with my decent cup of coffee that I've made at home and it's not just instant but then I'm rewarding myself so I'm thinking oh okay right I've got a really big day ahead I'm uh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go and grab a, um, a barista coffee or something so I'm, I'm seeing that as a, a small little reward um, to get myself through the day um, I think the other thing that 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 we're doing in my house at the moment I've really noticed how we are simply getting more takeaway um and I think that again is about takeaway on a Friday night being a treat um we're also experimenting a lot more with the takeaway that we're getting um which is literally trying all of the local takeaways to see which one is best found a nice new tie um and the other thing that I, I've realized I've been doing is I've, I've been cooking a lot more and I've been baking a lot more and I'm I'm not really that much of a kind of sweet baking like person, but I have been, and I've been trying to bake really well. <laughs> and I've been um, <laughs> I've been spraying everything in gold shimmer because <laughs> so I've got a bottle of gold shimmer stuff at the back of the cupboard. Yeah, I know, right? Very fancy. But I think it's that luxe thing. I think it's like 
So I made um, birthday cake at the weekend for my husband and it was just a coffee and walnut cake. And I literally sprayed it in gold because I wanted it to have that much more luxurious feel. Sounds good. How about you, Georgina? What luxury item do you enjoy most? Yeah, I think I'm really with Gemma on that one. Um, For me, I've spent uh, so much more time um, baking and cooking. And I think it goes back to the point as well about Gemma was saying earlier about the quality of of ingredients. Um, I've really started um, ordering my food from sort of those local delivery services, um, sort of maybe a fish specific um, retailer. um, And so getting this like a better quality, more interesting ingredients um, and incorporating that into what I'm cooking. Um, And maybe just making, taking a longer time. So um, I've been making a lot of babkas, which takes a lot of proving. Um, It's that kind of yeast cookery that almost takes all day to bake, um, rather than your kind of standard um, cookies or cupcakes that you might normally bake at a weekend um, when times are a bit more normal. Um, Georgina, do you think the interest in artisan techniques, baking, crafting, cooking, all these things that you've been mastering over the last few months are going to continue for long into the post-pandemic world or will consumers quickly revert to their usual habits? So I think that's a really great question. I I would love to see the nation's interest um, in all of these techniques continue. Um, I think this year has really brought a lot of consumers back to their roots. Um, And it's encouraging to rethink um, their sort of purchase decisions around how they're buying things as well. So I think that kind of plays into that role as well. Um, But I think um, as people's lives begin to get busier again and people um, are filling up their time um, with maybe going back to a mute or um, just filling in their usual activities, um, maybe sort of like Saturday afternoon sports, I think people will have less time. Um, but I do like to think and hope that um, their appreciation of the artisan um, cooking techniques will still um, remain for a while longer. Whether they'll be doing them quite as much in home remains to be seen. Yeah, totally. So I guess leading off of that, how do you see this trend evolving throughout 2021? I think this is a trend um, that will stick around for most of the year, to be honest. I think... um, the economic outlook of the UK at the moment isn't great. So I think um, these kind of small indulgences will really be seen throughout the whole year. I think people will keep up that um, level of kind of the whole lipstick effect um, that we see in the recessions. Um, So those small ticket price um, options um, becoming a real kind of pick me up for consumers. Um, I think the visual, again, I think this is a trend. It grows and grows and grows. Um, People love to see what people are doing creatively online. Um, And each generation that comes through um, seems to be even more involved, um, more attached to their phones and their technology. Um, So I think this will continue. I think alcohol, again, I think the trend of rethinking how people consume alcohol, we're seeing it in Gen Z they're a real driving force of um, lowering the alcohol consumption. We're seeing that a lot in universities. Um, The whole Freshers Week has been rebranded to um, Welcome Week to kind of reduce those connotations of drinking, making sure that everyone's feeling really, really involved. Um, And I think that also goes across um, 
to everyone really I think everyone's kind of realizing um that maybe alcohol hasn't um got the best impact on the body um but also can still be really enjoyed um if if drinking responsibly um and then the artisan as well like I said I think this one may tail out um as we see restrictions start to lift um and the world kind of correct itself and go back to um what we kind of thought was more normal before um but I like I said before I do hope the um appreciation of artisan remains it's really interesting thank you Georgina Gemma for little luxuries as a trend it focuses a lot on the elevation of quality of food how do you see locality and provenance of food playing a role in this I think it's been brilliant to see how consumers have really started to appreciate what's on their doorstep. So people are exploring their local areas a bit more and they're coming across maybe businesses that they didn't know were in a local area. Um, And there's this sort of desire for communities to really forge together and bond together and support each other and, and overcome, which is brilliant to see. It has a knock-on effect then into us looking and paying more attention to the quality and the provenance of ingredients. Um, so the the local producer that we didn't know was there or um, a local coffee shop that's maybe kind of hand-baking their own cakes, things like that. Um, obviously, with Brexit coming as well, we expect that there will be more of a um, desire to support uh, British growers which is great. So Gemma, my final question is, how do you think the likes of restaurants, pubs, coffee shops, etc., can really play on this trend to bring consumers out of their home and back into their sites when things are safe to So I think there's a few things here. I think that it's about dialing up on the stories behind your ingredients. I think we've spoken about that a lot already, but I think that's really important. Um, consumers, they want to feel like they're doing good and they want to feel like they are supporting um, local producers. So any stories around where your products are sourced from, make sure that you're really focusing on those on menus. I would also say that there's probably an opportunity here, if done correctly, to review price points. And I don't mean here just, you know, um, increasing price points, but I mean strategically looking at at where consumers are prepared to pay that little bit more and making sure that you've got things on the menu that kind of give permission to charge that little bit extra because you've got the credentials behind the the, um, menu item or the product really back it up. So that could be things like um, artisan coffee that we've spoken about but it could even be really simple things like just that little bit more for something that is um, homemade or has a, a little touch of something that's considered to be a premium ingredient in it. So something like um, smoked salmon or truffle oil or homemade pasta, anything that's just got that little nod to something that's a bit more luxurious. I would also say pick up on the indulgence messaging and pick up on the sort of treat mentality there. I think there's really something about control going on for consumers at the moment. And there's this feeling like we're missing out on experiences. So because we're missing out, 
we're looking to recreate those experiences in our everyday lives. So how can outlets tap into the idea of creating experiences for people? So if they're doing things like, um, if you're doing things like home meal kits at, at the moment, you know, how do you make it more about the food? How do you create a full experience for the consumer? So perhaps that's putting something in uh, a little extra touch into the um, meal kit box, for example. That could be that could be anything from something to decorate the table, flowers, um, a little box of chocolates for the end of the meal. The other thing I would say is that we're missing out on travel, and that's frustrating for consumers. And there becomes a point where, because we're missing out, we're trying to recreate things um, in our daily lives. So we're, we're trying to recreate global cuisine in our daily lives. So as much as we're talking here about provenance and British and sustainability, I think the thing that's important not to overlook is global cuisine and how consumers still want to really push the boundaries and they want to experiment. They want to um, taste different flavours and, and different things that sort of challenge their palates a little bit more because they're not able to do that um, because they're not able to get on a plane. So have a think about how um, global cuisine can feature on menu and just give consumers that little touch of the things that they're missing at the moment. That's great. Thank you so much for your time, Gemma. No problem, Joe. Thanks for having me on the podcast again. No problem. And thank you, Georgina. That's okay, Joe. Thanks for having me and hope to be back soon. If you want to learn more about the little luxuries trend or any of the other trends for 2021, please see the links for more information in the episode summary. Next up in the series, we're talking about the trend careful consumption. I'm looking forward to you joining us there. In the meantime, please do subscribe and rate our podcast series on whatever platform you use to listen to these on. This helps us to reach and support more people in the industry. Until next time, goodbye.